Entrepreneur on Fire 961. I can't tell you or else I'd have to have you give me lots of money. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Looking for a website host that provides 24-7 live support, one-click WordPress installs, and an easy website builder? Visit hostcater.com slash fire and the number 30 for a 30% discount today. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Susan Yee. Sue, are you prepared to ignite? I am because I love Smokey the Bear and I'm ready for you to start that fire. Sue is the CEO of Active Data, builder of Active Calendar online event communities that keep visitors coming back. Tired of suffering from chronic calendar pain, she has embarked on her mission to optimize disposable time. She sold her family's Cablevision form for over 100 million, won the Smart CEO Voltage Award in 2014, and is a proud mom of two future women leaders. Love it. All right, Sue, take a minute to fill in the blanks from the intro and give us a glimpse of your personal life. Well, I'm a first-generation Chinese girl born to two parents that at the time, when you didn't get to find out the sex of your baby, thought I was going to be a boy. How's that for you? Yeah. Managing expectations. (laughs) Pretty typical, probably. Uh, Yeah, I know. So they bought me all these blue clothes. And then when they, when I came out, they're like, oh, shoot, I got to go get girl (laughs) clothes for her to wear. Um, But really what I was, uh, what I, where I came from, I was born into a mom and pop business that I was very fortunate that turned into a hundred million dollar asset for them. Uh, And they trained me well since my mom had me stamping bills past due when I was five years old. Uh, And working in an entrepreneurial family, of course, and I I don't know if this would resonate to anyone else that's in that world. I was fired by my dad a whole bunch of times and then rehired by my mom, fortunately, (laughs) afterwards. So, you know, that's kind of where I came from. (laughs) That's the roller coaster. You know, that's the entrepreneurial journey, the ups, the downs, when your own father is firing you, but your mother's like, honey, she's coming back on board. She's a good stamper of past due invoices. You know, it started out with those blue clothes when I saw them when I came out. I just, nah, I am not going to conform. I got to do whatever I want to do, dad. And did they end up having a boy? Yes. I have two younger brothers. Okay. So they were able to use those clothes at least. That's (laughs) recycling. So Sue, you're at a networking party. Someone asked you, what do you do? And what do you say in 10 seconds? I say disposable time is my currency because I take advantage of people's disposable time with my software. I build event community software that makes it easy for people to find, register for, and share events. Boom. Love the conciseness. You must have done that before. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
job. I better know that. (laughs) Sue, let's break it down. I want to actually talk about your entrepreneurial origin story and not from the first days, but from what you're currently doing right now. So tell us the story of how you came to be doing what it is that you currently do and really take us to that starting point. Well, um, you know, it started a while. Of course, I think uh, starting businesses and being uh, in an entrepreneurial environment must be in my DNA. Um, You know, I'd get up every morning. My parents would still be asleep when I left for the bus at 7. They'd both work until 2 every morning. Uh, My dad didn't have a desk. He had a workbench and a soldering gun. uh, And he never had an office. He just had a workbench with chips, circuit boards, and converters all over the place. My mom worked from home. I give her claim to fame as a pioneer of telecommuting. And, uh, you know, she helped identify uh, what a working mom was was supposed to be like. Um, And so how I started, though, my business and my entry into the Internet world was back in the 90s when cable was experiencing the threat of large telecom phone companies getting deregulated. uh, My family and I decided to get out and merged with RCN, and I used the assets and the proceeds of that merger to start Internet companies because I saw a huge opportunity in working in an open communications network versus the closed infrastructure that cable television had at the time. Uh, how I started the countering business is that, uh, you know, we, we took uh, a lot of the technology and assets that I started in the 90s, which, you know, timing is everything. And we invented so many cool things back then uh, that when the Internet crashed in the early 2000s, we had a lot of lessons that we learned from that. And we said, okay, what do people want? Uh, what, what will people buy? What will give us uh, direct market presence? And we found one of our assets was this calendar software that we had that people wanted. And to this day, I think calendars are one of the last bastions and silos of information because it's very personal. You, you keep your calendar. It's all about personal calendaring when there's this huge market of shared calendaring and then where people need to find what's going on and it's always locked locked in a, an Excel sheet or an email or a memo or something. So that's that's really how we started. It was a transition from my uh, telecom days and my cable television days and looking at all the licensing models that I negotiated back then in the 80s and 90s with CNN, ESPN, and MTV. And think about it, ad-supported channels to pay-per-view to pay channel subscriptions to cable shopping. Hey, that's what's going on in the Internet now, except you're not restricted to geographic infrastructure. I live and breathe with my calendar and Fire Nation, if you step back and you think about how you go about your day to day, if it's not really coming from that calendar, then how are you scheduling things? How are you really making sure that you're utilizing your time in the best way possible? And that was one of my biggest struggles when I first launched Entrepreneur on Fire was what's the best use of my time right now? And especially when it comes to scheduling so many interviews, I mean, a seven day a week podcast. And until I got my calendar software together, until I focused on my calendar being really the fulcrum point for everything else that I do, you know, I was really having a hard time putting my priorities in order. So love this focus soon. I want to dive more into this. But first, let's, let's talk about something that's pretty important to all entrepreneurs. How are you generating revenue with your current business? Well, uh, my goal is to make money while I sleep. Passive income. 
It is. It's, and you know, in the, being in the cable television world where it's recurring income, I'm used to that. So generating revenue through transactional based, uh, events, ticketing, online registration, donations, selling goods and services. That's where, uh, how I'm generating revenue. It's a combination though of making money while I sleep and direct sales. So it's, it's transaction revenue and software licensing. Uh, as, to address kind of your personal countering and your scheduling, yeah. that's all well and good. But how much time, if you close your eyes, how much time do you think is wasted by people retyping events that they want to put in their personal calendar that another organization is organizing? I mean, it's if you think about all that time and that pain that people take to say, oh, well, this concert's on this date and this party's on that date and this meeting and this conference is on that date, there is so much time that's getting wasted. And that means there's less disposable time for me to take advantage of. So that's why I'm, I'm uh, you know, generating uh, this platform, this event community platform to get folks to have uh, a venue and a, a community to, to share their events for folks like you, for folks like me, for everyone in the world to download with one click. I mean, that's really what our goal is. That's what, what the, uh, the model is all about. And the problem sometimes, Fire Nation, is that we look at it and we say, you know, that only took me 30 seconds, maybe 45 (laughs) seconds to do that. But you need to step back and say, how many 30 to 45 second blips am I doing throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month? And that turns into hours and hours of time, not to mention the time it takes to even spend some of your precious bandwidth going to the point of entering that in and then leaving. It's not just that 45 seconds. You have that ramp up and ramp down period on every task that you do. Well, yeah. And and actually to add on that, one of my um, concepts I like to share with everyone is I look at events and I don't mean like individual appointments, like a dentist appointment or, you know, my brother's birthday or something, but like any kind of event, when you're a marketing planner and you you know the date of that event, there's, I compare events to bananas. (laughs) Because bananas have, just like bananas and fruit, there's a short shelf life, right? From the date that it comes off the, the, the farm to when it gets delivered to the store to when it sits on your counter, you only have a certain amount of time to get it sold at just the right time. Same thing with events. If you can't optimize from the date that an event gets planned to when the event's actually held, and you know you, you only market it the last two weeks or the last month, gee, that's a missed opportunity, there are those of us that plan a little bit further than that. And so we, we like to, uh, you know, share or, or say that we like to help you take advantage of, uh, of optimizing event marketing communications through our platform. Love it. Well said. And Sue, let's shift now. Let's talk about your journey as an entrepreneur specifically. And when I say specifically, I mean a story. And that story that I really want to have you share with our listeners today is your worst entrepreneurial moment. So really take us there to that moment. Tell us that story and let's share some lessons learned. Well, I'd have to say I, the worst moment I ever had where I broke down was when American Express called my office and said I had a payment due and I only had 12 cents in my checking account. <laughs> that was wow. my worst moment. That's a memorable number, 12 cents. <laughs> yeah, 12 cents. I know. Well, that's because... um. My uh, finance officer, my, my, my finance officer, had, and my mom had called because she was wondering where I was for the day, and um, she said, uh, "You know, Mrs. Yee, um, you know, we're talking, we're we're checking uh, accounts, and there's only twelve cents in this one account." She goes, "What? Twelve cents? Who ever heard of twelve cents in a checking account?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I got an earful. That's for sure. <laughs> 
Um, but really, that was my worst moment. But really, it was the circumstances around that time. That was in the early 2000s and around, you know, right before around 9-11. Yeah. Um, I was eating hot dogs and ramen noodles every day, mm. you know, 20 cent lunches because every dollar I was I was. Um, making or getting was going back into the company to service our customers and pay staff. I mean, I, I we were scraping, and I had to. Uh, you know, when you don't have the money, you get what you, you only spend on what you need, what you what not what you want. And we had to just scrape and be efficient and cut expenses. And it really was a learning experience because you don't realize how much money is just automatically being billed to you that you're not using. You start figuring out your priorities and you really have, there's a lot of money to be saved when you don't have it. And we did it. You know, of course we had to cut stuff like fresh cream for the, for coffee. And, you know, that was awful. Uh, I had to cut down on lunch, but we had to determine what was a controllable factor and what was something that we couldn't control. We could not control the economy. We couldn't control the widespread fear that our, of our clients that they had to curb spending. So we had to pivot. You know, we stripped out all the pie in the sky dreams that needed investment and time, and we had to focus on what was going to bring, uh, you know, build on our dream, but at the same time, meet a market need and build revenue. I think a really valuable lesson here, Fire Nation, is focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. If you focus on what you can't control, then how's that ever going to be of benefit? Because you can't control it. But what you can control, for instance, what Sue's talking about specifically, are internal expenses. Now, I'll actually come out and say, I think it was probably a good thing you cut cream. It's good to become a lover of all black coffee. That's just the way <laughs> it should always be. Hopefully, you have to cut out the sugar, too. I mean, that's just a good thing to... Love that taste. But, you know, Fire Nation, think about these things. Every dollar does matter when you're building a company, when you're growing and expanding that runway that we as entrepreneurs need so desperately. And Sue, in just one sentence, what do you want our listeners to absorb from that worst moment in your life? You got to keep your eyes wide open and know where every dollar is going and make sure it is focused on what you're trying to achieve. Anything else don't spend on. So it's really focus and discipline. So con- learn what you can control, what you can't control. And in the translation, take the take what you're focusing and you're investing in, your time, your money, your resources on the, the priority that you want to accomplish. That's the most important thing. So Sue, let's do a shift now. And this shift is going to stay on you and your entrepreneurial journey, but it's going to focus on an aha moment, a light bulb for you that went off at some point in your journey. And you've had a ton of those over the decades. But what one story do you think is going to resonate most with Fire Nation? Take us to that moment and tell us that story. Well, um, I've had a lot of aha moments. um, And I think as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, if you don't keep having those aha moments, then, you know, you, you really aren't learning. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is, as soon as you say, I know, all learning stops. So I'm always open to as many aha moments as I can, and then I'm accumulating them and trying to apply them wherever I can. Um, one of the aha moments in terms of starting my company was, uh, in technology, there's a whole plethora of different ways you can accomplish things. And we had invented all these different solutions and technologies, made things more, more complicated than they could be. And it was amazing, you know, without going into all the details, all the advanced technologies that we had built that maybe were a little too soon. And timing was everything in the marketplace. Uh, and what we found, what I did was one day I had a, a management retreat 
and we were sitting around the table and saying, okay, we have five major market segments with the five different products that we've invented out of, you know, out of our, our business. Which one should we focus on? And four of them were extremely complex. One was really simple. And I guess, you know, that's where the keep it simple is, is mm. always a, a great rule. The one with, that was simple, that was easy to understand was calendar. And it was amazing. The aha moment was we did an inventory of all these product lines and the market needs and the technologies, and we balanced opportunity, future opportunity with current uh, market needs. And we said calendar was the simplest of our, of our solutions. Let's move it. And, and it's still, you know, I think there's still a huge market opportunity for calendar, but it's simple. There's a date time, start date, start time, uh, location, and a description. You know, it's structured data easier to use. So that was a great aha moment for me. Sue, there's a lot of things I want to pull out of that. Number one is the acronym KISS. Keep it super simple. And Fire Nation, as entrepreneurs, we always seem to have this desire to be so complicated in every single step that we take, and it doesn't have to be that way. And as you heard Sue share, within simplicity lies beauty. And we need to realize that and embrace it. And that is often the right path, especially at the beginning. And that's still testing and proof of concept phase. And also, I love, Sue, how you talked about how timing is everything. And we just need to accept that as entrepreneurs. Those are those external factors. Sometimes there's a lot of luck that's going to lay a role in whether you're successful or not. And that's just a factor that you can't control. And of course, you can do things to improve your luck. I love that quote, luck is where effort meets opportunity, but there's only so much you can do. So focus on what you can control. I love this theme that we keep coming back to. And so what's the one sentence you want to share with us that we want to make sure the listeners really absorb from this story? Chance prefers a prepared mind. Expound a little bit. Well, you know, it's a Louis Pasteur quote. Um, and basically what that means, is if you want to mitigate your risk, you got to prepare. Uh, you know, luck and timing fall into play as well, right? And that's the catalyst to success. But, you know, wherever you can prepare and look under the covers and, you know, identify where your risk and your failure points could be so that you can address it, you know, and there's, there's lots of um, comments about, hey, expect failure. I'd like to kind of take twist that because I'm in technology. It all, <laughs> things always fail, right? Um, but it's really anticipate failure. Ooh. If you reverse engineer things to anticipate failure, then you will be more likely to guarantee success. That's really what I look at. Um, chance prefers a prepare mind, always prepare. So then you mitigate your risk and anticipate failure. And from there, uh, you know, another favorite one of mine is that just because I ask your opinion doesn't mean I'm asking you to tell me what to do. I'm always looking for opinions to validate or to have me pivot on my way of thinking. And that's also, you know, consistent with just chance preferring prepared mind, poll and find out what's going on out there so that you can validate what you're doing. Love all of this. And Fire Nation, These are the type of things you press rewind 30 seconds on and kind of take that in because it's so critical that we understand that this is part of the entrepreneurial journey. And Sue, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Not realizing that I can't do it all at the same time. (laughs) 
That's my biggest weakness. You can't do everything at once. What about multitasking? Oh, no. I know. It's not scheduled. I can't do it. Yeah, that, that is my, it's focus and discipline. You know, I might preach this and in reality, you know, I just constantly have to curb myself and identify and stay focused. Uh, it's, it's identifying what's the priority, what's important, what's not necessary to do because time, you know, is like a river. You know, you, you can't step in the same river twice and the same thing. You can't, re, you know, we, you can't redo yesterday today. You just got to keep moving forward. And you got to make best use of it. So um, that realization is really one of my biggest weaknesses because I will have so much to do and not enough time to do it. What's your biggest strength? Uh, passion mm. and, and my relentless pursuit to be useful. I, I always want to be useful every moment. Every moment is a gift. And if we don't take advantage of the moment, uh, whether it might be just to veg out, I mean, that's a useful moment yeah. as well. But um, We need the recharge. And, yeah, that's important to do too. But really just um, my biggest strength is that I have this, this purpose in life to be purposeful. That's, that's my uh, biggest strength, I think. I don't just sit around purpose in life to be purposeful. I love that. And I love how you're always looking to be useful. And another phrase that I use, and I think is so powerful, Fire Nation, so many of us are striving to get to this end zone to score, to get that big win. And then it's like, okay, now we have all this money. We can, you know, now we can rest and relax. But we are always as human beings wanting to be relevant, wanting to be useful, wanting to be purposeful. That's never going to end, believe me. So set up your life and your journey in that way. And for you, Sue, what's the one thing that has you most fired up right now? I can't tell you or else I'd have to have you give me lots of money. <laughs> I just signed an NDA over Skype. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a verbal NDA. No, other than that, you know what? I do have some awesome things that are coming down the pipeline. Maybe we could talk again. I can tell you all about it in another interview once they're up and running. Sure. But other than that, it's waking up every day as a new day to make things happen. That's what has me fired up. When I wake up in the morning, it's a new day. Whatever, you know, bad stuff happened the day before, it's okay. Reset to zero, start over, go forth. Reset to zero, Fire Nation. We all deserve one of those every now and then. We had it on Nintendo. Let's have it in life too. <laughs> so, Sue, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. There are a lot of great reasons smart business people trust LegalZoom.com. For starters, if you want to incorporate, form an LLC or nonprofit, file a patent or trademark, and get a DBA and more, LegalZoom helps you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice or whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today. And don't forget to enter Fire at checkout to save even more. Again, enter fire at checkout at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. 
It's one thing to get prospects to your website, but it's quite another to give them great user experience and engage them so they'll stick around. You might find yourself wondering how it all works, ranking in organic search results, designing your site so that it represents your brand, which theme is the best? How do I optimize my site so I'm not missing out on turning my prospects into leads? Good news. You don't have to spend hours of your own time searching 10 different places for answers to these questions and resources that can help. Because when you host with HostGator, they offer all of this in one place. Everything from 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder, or a design professional you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire in the number 30. Sue, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes. Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think one of the biggest issues of becoming an entrepreneur is overcoming gender biases and uh, surprising people and, and having them reset expectations of what I was capable of or and still am capable of. I think that's one of the biggest things uh, from an entrepreneur, from me as an entrepreneur. It's really just establishing credibility and a proven track record. What's the best advice you ever received? The best advice comes from my 80-year-old godfather, Leon Portress, who is my mentor and my hero. He told me, and he didn't use these words because he's such a gentleman. (laughs) He told me that you don't have to be a jerk to get what you want and that charm wins every time. So he taught me how to negotiate and how to get what I want without having to be a jerk. You know, you have to be assertive sometimes, but you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to burn bridges with it. What's a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success? I know how to use the delete button for my emails. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's actually not working linearly, but by priority. So in practical terms, you know, I get hundreds of emails every day sure. and it's not looking at first in, first out, you know, going one by one in date order because I get so much email. It's being able to scan uh, my hundreds of emails and address the priorities and not working on, you know, one at a time in chronological order. That kind of is a personal habit, though, not just with emails, it's with everything. There are so many priorities that come at me every day and new ones that come into my funnel every day and for my staff every day. And it's being able to reset all the time what that first priority has to be when you have 10 new ones that are going on top of the 10 old ones they had yesterday. So that's, I think, one of the personal habits that I still have to get better at but that I strive to do. Have you ever tried a tool like SaneBox or Mailbox to help you with that email? No, but I will. I'll take a look at them. They are awesome tools when it comes (laughs) to prioritizing. They start to learn your habits about what you actually do prioritize. They help you a lot. And speaking of resources, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I wouldn't be doing a good job if I didn't say Active Calendar. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually with Active Calendar, what I do is I'm able to see at a glance who's on vacation, product release schedules, marketing schedules, and deadlines all at the same time. And I can juxtapose and align my universe by date and time. You know, everything revolves around date and time. And what better way to see out in the future than to see what collisions are going to occur, what conflicts are going to occur, or what opportunities there are be that are, that are out there that I can leverage uh, and and align things with. It's all about alignment. That's how you get efficient. You align things, you save time. 
If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me about this book question. I'm in the video generation, cable television, video. I go to TED Talks. I read current trends. I go to YouTube. I learn things that are happening on video. Uh, you know, books, you know, I guess it depends on if you're saying a book is print. Well, you know, I go on online and I download uh you know, TED Talks or I, I read the New York Times. So I'm guilty of not necessarily being a good book reader, but a good information gatherer. Well, you need to know what works for you, Sue, and you obviously do. And TED Talks is a great resource in Fire Nation. I know you love audio like TED Talks. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And Sue, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Actually, I, I, I thought this would be a hard question to answer, but it was really actually easy once I answered it. I'd walk around, I'd talk, I'd talk some more, I'd observe and observe, I'd listen and listen some more, I'd talk some more, I'd ask questions, ask more questions, listen, talk, observe, listen, talk, and I would meet as many people as I could to build my network. And I'd, I'd find out what the market need was out there, I'd track all the people that I met, I'd end, enter them into my personal, my laptop, until I could find out and define a market need, and then I would use all the people that I met, not use, but to, you know, leverage all the people right. that I met to either have them help me, help them buy it, or help them help them help recruit or get them recruited to help me build it. That's what I would do with my laptop and my five hundred dollars. I'd I'd probably use it for internet. I don't know if the laptop has internet, but um, if I didn't, I would use some of it for internet then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I would just meet and network with as many people as I could to identify a market need, and then leverage that network to build and distribute it. Well, Sue, I want to end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say don't ever give up. You know, just always keep trying and start reset to zero if you have to, and just keep uh, living your passion and and fulfilling your dream. The best way that you can have success is believing. You got to love what you do and believe in it. And then therefore you'll be successful, whether it's with money or with your own personal satisfaction. That's really what counts at the end of the day. Um, How you can reach me is you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Susan C. Yee. Uh, you can LinkedIn with me. Uh, you can reach me uh, at activecounter.com and, you know, send, uh, check it out and, and send me some feedback. Uh, and you can, you know, email me at syee at activedatax.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Sue and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and type Sue in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about, links, resources, all that great stuff. And Sue, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Love being here. Talk to you soon.
Hey, Fire Nation. Can't get a mortgage because you're self-employed, make an uneven income, or have an old credit blemish? Well, a new lender in town called Privio got fired up about that and built a business to help you. Unlike regular lenders, Privio looks at your entire financial picture to see if you qualify. As entrepreneurs, Privio knows there aren't enough hours in the day, so they've made applying quick and easy. Apply at Privio.com slash podcast. That's Privio.com slash podcast. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444 and get inside my head weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.